The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden, and your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but one of the new trends in some Christian churches is to forego ashes on Ash Wednesday and to use instead glitter. Um, it's true. Um, and um, I'm not sure what the thinking is exactly, except perhaps it's a way to uh, attract younger people, the millennial generation or something, or maybe it's a way to, to uh, keep the gloomy, doomy sort of feeling out of the Lenten spirit, or maybe it's a way to, to kind of let the light of Easter show through even in these very early hours of the Lenten season, whatever their reasons, if it brings people closer to Christ, God bless them. We, for our part, stick with the gloomy doomy ashes, they're gray and, and kind of uh, not so pretty. Uh, they don't speak very much of Easter and uh, maybe they don't attract people uh, of new generation so much. But there's good reason for sticking with these dark gray ashes on Ash Wednesday, not just because it's Ash Wednesday, but deeper reasons. Um, the ashes 
of this day uh, speak of a lot of things, of course. They resonate in deep symbols and typologies that go deep into our psychological being, into our hearts. Um, they speak maybe most of all of death, the famous line that used to be spoken all the time, Ash Wednesday, and is now echoed from time to time, remember man and woman, that you are dust and unto dust you return. You know, to take death seriously is an important part of living our lives well. You know, any one of us we all know could not wake up to the dawn tomorrow. You know, our life is brief and life can end very quickly. And it's um, a reality that we have to face. And it calls us back to our origins and asks us what is the meaning of life and makes us question if there's something bigger than ourselves. Or is death just death and that's the end of everything? Is there a God? Is there life? These ashes kind of force us yet again to confront the reality of our own personal death and whatever is beyond. Uh, if anything, for some people, it's nothing. For us, obviously, there's God and life and love, and spirit and truth beyond. But these ashes also speak to us of repentance. You know, the old image of people who had sinned greatly, gravely in past times of kings and queens sitting outside their castles at the door, you know, wrapped in sackcloth and with ashes poured over their heads as a sign of complete and utter penance for their sins, for their failures. These ashes also call to mind that practice. They remind us that we fail in this life. We fail to love. We fail to be just. We fail to be kind and compassionate and caring. And if we examine our lives and examine even just this day or this week, and we do so honestly and truthfully, we know that we do not love as Jesus has commanded us to love. We do not live out our vocations to serve and to be generous and to be gracious to others. We do not witness to the deepest things in life. And therefore, we have much to be repentant about. We have much to be sorry for. And that gives rise, of course, to the desire to seek forgiveness and mercy and allows us to experience that and then to share that with others. Maybe most of all, these ashes, when they're put on our foreheads in the form of a cross, let us know that, that this salvation that we talk about, that we preach and that we sing about, you know, these Easter gifts that are so much a part of our life as Christians, did not come cheaply. That Jesus truly had to experience, you know, a lot of ups and downs in his life. And maybe most of all, in the last week of his life, his passion, his unjust treatment, his being spit upon, finally him being crucified and killed, murdered really, that that was a very deep and high price to pay for the gift of Easter to come. And that cross on our forehead reminds us of that and calls us to recognize that our sufferings our ups and downs, the injustices that we experience in life, and even our deaths are to be united with that of Jesus, 
He carries us along. He helps us understand the meaning of that. And most of all, he allows us to see beyond the grave, to see beyond the cross, to recognize that there is indeed a greater life that no one can take away, no matter how unjust or powerful or murderous they may be. And so we stick with the ashes because they remind us and speak to us and echo within us of the deepest things of our lives, the deepest loves and failures of our lives, the mysteries of suffering and death, and most of all, that tender, wonderful, living hope that beyond the cross, beyond the ashes, beyond the dust, beyond the tomb, there is light and grace and life in abundance. And so, yet again, one more year, we use these ashes to speak to us of death, of repentance, of suffering. But most of all, they speak to us of life without end.